The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1, since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome everyone to the Ask Dr. Dream show. This is the place to be to uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. I'm your host, Dr. Dream, Kelly Sullivan Walden, aka Dr. Dream. I already said that. And the number to call if you have a dream to share is 816-251-3555. Today is our last live show for the season, for the year. So we're excited to talk to you about your dreams or any questions that you have about dreams. The pandemic, there's been all kinds of articles out about the way the pandemic has been changing our dreams. And also holidays bring up a lot of stuff for people. So your dreams will tend to reflect that and because they're trying to help us do the heavy lifting to help us become more graceful and harmonious in our bodies and our lives. Anyway, I am excited today because this is all about you. It's not about me. It's not about Nancy T. It's about you, but I'm here with Nancy T and I'm so excited. So, Hey, Nancy T. Hey, Cal. So good to see you. It's so good. I feel like it's been a year since I've seen you because we've it's... been on the phone a little bit lately and not seeing each other's faces. I miss it. I know. I know. <laughs> I just want to make sure everybody knows to call in because today is the yeah. day to call in with your dream. 816-251-3555. That way we can hear you. And yeah. um, if you want to see Nancy T and I, we're dressed up in our holiday finest. <laughs> We've got our Santa hats on. You can go to my Facebook page, which is Kelly Sullivan Walden Dreams, and you can stream with us and be a part of us live. And you can also chat in about anything you're dreaming if you don't feel like you want to share it voice to voice. But we'd love to have you share with us in both ways on Unity Online Radio, on the phone line, and we'd love to get your your um, chat as well. Okay, so let's start the way we normally do. Actually, Nancy, let's start with the luminous humanist um, message, and then we'll do a little all the all the regular things. So yeah, hit it. It's perfect because today, December eighth, this and greater things. Woo! Just what we want. Okay, <laughs> so the great avatars of the world, such as 
Jesus, Buddha, Krishna, Mohammed all said it in one way or another. This and greater things shall ye do. Let these great souls be your guiding light today, illuminating the path and revealing what you are capable of. Imagine they're with you today, walking with you, supporting you, encouraging you to be more powerful in this world, yet not of it. And the affirmation is, I revel in the collective brilliance of the great ones who have gone before me, letting their love take me higher than I could go on my own. Aw, yeah, Ooh, this God, is greater things. Maybe you'll share one of your Jesus dreams, which was amazing, but let's do a little centering. Let me just, if you're not operating heavy machinery or driving a car, turn within for a moment and let's just take a breath together release and let go of all of the thousands of things. Let's not multitask in this moment, if it's possible, just ah, drop in to that deep place in your inner well, not on the surface, but let's go deep, deep, deep into that place where my soul and your soul are connected. Like Paolo Coelho said, <clears throat> whenever any of us are tapped into our soul, we connect with the soul of the world. So let's just drop into that place. And open up wide to the sunlight of the spirit, open up to the blessings that are coded for us right here, right now, right in this instant. Let's not miss a single one. And as we're breathing this in, we recognize that we are in a collective dream together. We are dreaming this moment. We are dreamers. We are always dreaming. So let's make this one a very, let's make it the very best it can possibly be. Let's have this be a moment where the places in us that have been hurting or that have been challenged or have been stretched beyond recognition into all kinds of pretzels. Let's just imagine that all the light is coming in and shining in on that very, very place. And anybody that we're holding in prayer, that we're wishing some good thoughts for, let's just send them our love and our blessings. Cause as we are lifted, we know all are lifted. So let's just be grateful for the dreams and for the dreamers and the dreaming mind and the dream maker behind all of this. Let's give thanks for this holiday season together. And even though there's still a pandemic going on, there's a lot of blessings to revel in. So let's unpack them all. And with this, I just say, thank you, Unity Online Radio for bringing this bringing us together. And thank you, Zoom, and thank you, Facebook, and thank you, Nancy T, for being my partner in shine. All right. And so it is. Amen. A woman, ah, dreams. <laughs> Excellent. On that note. Okay. So um, let's see. Let's, let's start with one of the dreamers that has called in. We've got Chelsea All right. calling in from, where's Chelsea calling in from? She's calling in from Minnesota. It's cold there. Let's let Chelsea go. Let's see if we can warm her up. Chelsea calling from Minnesota. Hi, Kelly. Hi. Can you hear me? Hi. Awesome. Hi, ladies. Hello. So what are you dreaming about, Chelsea? What's on your heart today? All right. Um, So I wanted to share this. It's kind of a two-part dream, um, but I'm going to tell it as briefly as possible, I promise. Awesome. we like it's a brief. dream I had um, <laughs> almost a year ago, but it's been really, I've shared it in my dream circle, and I just really like the energy it carries, so I wanted to share it with you guys and get your feedback. Great. Great. 
All right. So, so like I said, it's a two-part dream, and I'll start in part one. So in my dream, I am with a friend, and we are um, in this labyrinth-type building, and I realize that I'm searching for something, um, and actually I'm searching for someone, and I realize that I'm searching for my grandma. And so I keep going around this building, and at first it seems kind of empty, and I stumble upon a couple people in there. So I decide to ask them uh, for the help. So I tell them I'm looking for my grandma, and do you know where I can find her? And they tell me, uh, go to the sanctuary um, in the center of the building. Your grandma should be there. So I keep going around uh, the building, and I go to the sanctuary, and no one's there. Um, so I walk outside of the building. And it's like winter time, like it is now in Minnesota. Um, and I see a, uh, a group of dreamers there. And Robert Moss is leading, uh, about to lead a journey. And uh, I've, worked, I've worked with Robert Moss. So I go up to Robert Moss and I'm like, Robert, I'm looking for my grandma. Um, you know, she's supposed to be in the sanctuary, but she's not there. Do you know where I can find her? And uh, before he can answer, he tells me, this weird thing he tells me kind of like harry potter it's weird he's like if you say this one word um people are going to show up who are looking for me so everyone here knows that they're not supposed to say this specific word Ooh. and the next thing you know i'm talking to robert and of course i say it so do you remember what it was um i think it was a name and i don't remember what the name was oh. okay <laughs> so which is weird. We'll make one up. Um, so um so all these spotlights are going off and um I look up in the sky and there's this floating pirate ship and that's where these spotlights are coming from searching for Robert and he like grabs me and we like tuck under this like behind this snowbank and they go over and um you know they're on their way they're past I was like whoa what the heck and uh Oh, shoot. I forgot. I forgot to tell the very beginning of this dream. I'm sorry. So let me go back a little bit. Sure. Um, the first part of the dream is that um, I'm at a friend's house and I'm coming to their house and they're having a party. And I think it's a party for me. And mm -hmm. um, I'm the first one to arrive and I didn't get ready yet. So I go into their bathroom oh. and start getting ready. And um, when I go into the bathroom, I don't remember, like, laying down or anything like that, but I go to sleep. I fall asleep mm. in the dream. Mm. And the dream I just told you is the dream that I had in the dream. In that dream. That makes Ooh. sense. Yes. Oh, I love that. So sorry. Oh. Um, I forgot. Oh. Wow. So oh back goodness. to that is, so there I am uh, with Robert, and all of a sudden I hear a knock-knock on the door, and I wake up back in my dream body and my friend is at the door like holy crap Chelsea like what's going on in there you're, you've been in there a long time I'm worried so I get up in my dream body and I go and answer the door and she rushes and gives me a hug because she's like I thought you know something was wrong and then all of a sudden I wake up in my real body in my bed and I had to use the bathroom so I go to the bathroom and I come back to bed and I'm like I set the intention to go back into the dream and uh, I want to talk to Robert more so I fall back asleep, and in this second part of the dream, I'm again with my friend, but this time we arrive at a theater, like a, uh, 
like the way you'd see a play, like a theater. Mm-hmm. And when we first walk in, we walk into this like lounge or a waiting room, and there's a bunch of people in there, and it's really lively. They're having tea and they're chatting, and there's they're all sitting in these big high armchairs. And I look mm-hmm. around and I recognize a couple active dreamers. Um, me and my friend sit down and we have tea. And now it's time for the play to start. So we go and find our seats. And we realize, wow, we don't have very good seats. We're in the back of the theater and there's like a view obstruction. So the play um, begins and we're watching it. And then all of a sudden there's um, an intermission. So we go back um, to that waiting room and Robert Moss comes in and he puts out his hand and he says, you guys follow me. I have better seats for you. So me and my friend follow him um, to front and center of the theater. And um, <laughs> it's still in a mission. And I'm talking to him. And I was like, Robert. And I start doing the lightning dream work technique with him about the last dream. And just as I'm about to tell him about the pirate ship and the word, he's like, Chelsea, you know you're supposed to keep these things brief and to the point. I'm like, I'm trying. And all of a sudden, the play starts back up again. And we sit down to watch it. And it's the lights are off, it's dark, and um, on the stage, it's all of these actors, but they're in this really dark, deep, rich soil, and, like, nothing's happening. We're still sitting in the dark. It's like, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, the sun comes out overhead, and they, like, push through the soil, and there's sunflowers, and they're reaching out towards the sun, and Ooh. everyone is, like, cheering, and it's, they're like, that's the end. Like, that's the play. And um, oh yeah, yeah, that's that's my really that's long dream. Oh my lord! Okay, so wow, <laughs> there's so much to do and say here. Let me just ask you: the thing that stands out to me is, did you ever find Grandma? Grandma? Did she? She was part no, of the, no. the pursuit, but you never found her. So, what does your grandma her, represent I, uh, to you? Like in a in a few words, um, what is what is right um, before I. Um, called you guys I tried to tell the dream to my boyfriend and after uh, just a brief hold I realized my grandma died on December 1st and um, the dream that I'm sharing is from January 1st last year so I was like you know just kind of thinking of that and maybe that grandma energy so um, mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's just what I was thinking but no I never found her where she was supposed to be what about the being that she was? Like if you were going to describe the way you felt about her or your connection with her or what what the nature um, of very her like mo- motherly figure. Okay. Okay. Cool. Very cool. Oh my god, where to go with this? All right, what do you what is it that you I want to do our jet set formula has some definitely sure. influences by Robert Moss and we love Robert Moss on the show. Oh my god. Um so <laughs> in a nutshell, you've get you've done the just the jet set, which is just the facts and the emotion. What would you say um the primary emotion in this dream was or the energy? Um I'd say curiosity. Okay. And your title? If this was a movie? Oh, I don't remember what I titled this dream. Um, In this now? Um, probably going back to Robert for advice. Going back to Robert. Going back to Robert. 
Okay. And, <laughs> um, and let's see. All right. So the, let's just, let's just weigh in on the, the main symbols just because of time and all of that jazz. So um, is there, well, is there any part of this dream that you're the most curious about? Is there anything that you particularly um, want to know now or any the place that you want to drill in? The things that I was hoping to get feedback on were uh, the pirate ship. Yeah. And then um, the other thing I didn't mention was uh, when I was talking to him in the theater, um, when I mentioned whatever word wasn't supposed to be said that I said, yes, yes. Uh, he, rep- he replied back to my question, but it didn't seem like it answered it. He said um, the word imp, like I-M-P, but like Ooh. what he described it as wasn't like the definition that you would think of for that word. So um, that was really something that kind of stayed with me. Like, I wonder what that was about. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to and then I'm going to, I'm going to dive in for a moment. Um, if this I thought I'd give dream. you a crazy one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank wow. you, Chelsea. This is one we could unpack for the next 5,000 years. Um, so in a <laughs> nutshell to me, if it were my dream, I'm, I'm paying attention to the, my grandmother, this, the pursuit of my grandmother wanting to find her. And then Robert Moss being this central character and then the pirate ship, um, and this imp, um, and but I'm going to start with this, um, I, just because of the synchronicity of it, and I think Robert Moss would appreciate the synchronicity. I was just having a conversation with some people in my living room the other day about the notion of the the room that you're not supposed to go into, the word that you're not supposed to say, like the thing you're not supposed to do, is of course the thing that we have to do. It's like we, and there's a consequence when we're told don't do something, don't go someplace. There's some rebellious part of us that wants to know why. And then all of a sudden that one thing seems the most important. It's like, you can have everything here, Adam and Eve, just don't eat that one little apple on that one little tree. It's like, (laughs) that's all I want to eat. And then, then we're kind of cast out of the, the sanctuary. There's some kind of a repercussion, but ultimately I think we, in my opinion, my um, interpretation is that we become in some ways stronger and better ultimately, even though we have to deal with stuff when we, when we mention the thing we, and the imp, gosh, what, what an imp, I don't know. There's something in, there's something in that, but I want to just unpack. Um, to me, there's the grandmother aspect to me that represents wisdom and like feminine nurturing, like a goddess, um, and it's so funny. I just dropped my, my Guadalupe, my little picture that's normally on my desk and I can't find her. So it's so funny that can't find grandma. So I like, where's Guadalupe need her. And then if I can't find her, let me find the masculine wise woman or masculine wise, self, which Robert Moss definitely represents that archetype of wise, not just wise, masculine, but wise, masculine dreaming self. So from the perspective that everyone and everything is an aspect of the dreamer, I think grandma is within. I think the Robert Moss aspect is within. I'm seeking these aspects, but they're really within me. And there's the the pirate aspect is in like the first thing that comes to my mind. Actually, let me ask you, what what's the first thing that comes to you about describing what is a pirate um, ship? Actually, hearing you say it now, it kind of, it just instantly came to me as chaos. Mm. Ooh, 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 chaos. 
And I would just add to that. My feeling is it's the chaos that comes from the pursuit of the external at any cost. It's like my inner pirate doesn't care about the rules, just wants what I want. And it's material, it's materially oriented. And it's not like, there's no personal person aspect. It's like, I want that pot of gold and I want it now and I'll go get it. And it's like, (laughs) I want to get it. So there's some getting consciousness that I'm trying to avoid in this dream, if it were mine. And I'm hiding behind this. Anytime there's snow in a dream, I feel like there's some kind of frozen emotions or or tears that haven't been cried. Um, So Mm -hmm. there's some kind of hiding behind that to keep safe. But ultimately, I feel like there's this this reunification of the masculine, the the sacred divine masculine and the sacred divine mother and grandmother aspect. And um, I feel like there's the pursuit. So I know there's more I could say, but Nancy, I want to pass the talking (laughs) stick to you. You've been so patient. I can feel you've been percolating percolate away. (laughs) Well, you know, what's crazy is I normally have a notebook and a pen so I can take all sorts of notes. So I'm just relying on my memory, but I have to say the first thing that hit me was you used the word labyrinth and and Kelly and I both have a very strong connection to labyrinths. And usually in what I was looking at, you know, when you walk into a labyrinth, usually you're bringing the thing that bothers you to, to your, and we're hoping to pick something else up. Like, so say you're leaving angst and you're hoping to pick up peace, that sort of thing as an example. So mm-hmm. I was looking at that and thinking that when you were talking about your grandmother supposed to be in the center, it reminded me of she's like the heart. She's the heart, the soul, the, the, you know, where everything grows from, which is really what a grandmother is. She, she births the parents and then the parents birth you and it it really, everything does grow from her. So I, that was what struck me the most. And then for you to run into somebody who is a master dreamer, who could explain to you um, what things were about, but then there was, there was some sort of, um, you know, you can't say this word. And now we've got this pirate ship. And and it seems like there's, like you said, chaos, things that, you know, you know, where your heart is, you know, where things are, but where my dream, I would say, I know where it all is, where everything comes from, where everything grows from. But sometimes that chaos, that stuff outside gets us confused or makes us really just forget. Like, like in everybody, we all forget who we are and what we're all about. And so this dream feels like it's, it's prodding you to remember, like you're at the heart of things, you're at the heart and soul of things. And none of that other stuff matters. Um, and maybe even the words don't matter, but you're there. Ooh, I, I want to <laughs> say yes. And, and um, go into the, I think the interesting bookend here is the bathroom. And I was just talking to my, it's, I have so many people that talk about bathroom dreams and it's so right. important. And I think for myself, a bathroom dream is, is where it's where we go to release. It's where uh, really alchemy happens in the bathroom pretty amazingly. And mm-hmm. in our dreams, it's a place where we let go of something. So the fact that there's the dream within the dream that's ensconced within the bathroom, it tells me that there's this It feels like if it were my dream, for sure, there's like a releasing and letting go of my pirate aspect that wants, that feels the need to, to get and to take and to even run up and and even talk to the Robert Moss character to get him to like with his, like without him, I have um, an obstructed view 
that I thought that was an interesting that, but then once I connect with him, I get a front row seat. Ooh. And so I think there's like, he's not external. It's like with that part of myself, I get to have a front row seat. And of course, oh my God, the payoff of this epic dream is this like the darkness. And then that, that gives way to these sunflowers that are, that are birthed and grown. It's so, this is such an incredible dream because even there's a few places where there's this walking through this labyrinth and this empty building you thought was empty, but it turns out there's all these people. And then there's this empty space in the middle of the sanctuary where grandma's supposed to be, but maybe grandma has become this, um, this invisible energy. Maybe she's all, all everywhere. And um, so anyway, I just, ultimately, I feel like the dreams give us a little ding, ding, ding gift when we are on the right track with it. And the fact that um, there's this sticking with it till the end, recognizing all the worlds of play, it's all on the stage. And even in the darkness, even when I don't see, even when I don't connect in, in winter time, which is that with this, the season we're in right now, when everything goes dark and we can't mm -hmm. see the light to recognize that just be patient any moment now, if the seeds have been planted, then these sunflowers will grow. So I wonder now this is, we've taken a lot of time with this dream because I think it's so epic, but what will you do with this dream? What's the, 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 take it to the street. The last T and jet uh, set is for how will, what will you do with this? This dream kind of sparked me um, this year has kind of been pretty transformational. Um, it, I started leading, uh, I did my first dream workshop and then I've been doing women's empowerment events with photo shoots. Oh and oh, uh, the first one I did was called embracing the light because it just kept coming back to that theme, like of that image of the play. Like, you know, it's, I don't know how to describe it exactly like you did, but um, just that it's like strength and hope and faith. Like, you know, that you don't plant a seed and check it like three seconds later, you know, for progress, you just have that faith that it's going to bloom and, um, you know, spring will come. So um, yeah, it's just kind of inspired me this year. Oh my God. I Beautiful. love this dream. Thank you so much, <laughs> Chelsea. I hope this dream keeps you warm you. this holiday season and that you keep taking you steps too. towards the sunflower that you're meant to be. Thank you. <laughs> and I just love okay. uh, when Robert Moss shows up in dreams. It's always a good, a good adventure. Oh my That's, God. He just showed like up in one of mine. He showed up <laughs> in one of mine the other day and I was trying to get him to eat. I'm like, Robert, he was out doing stuff. I'm like, Robert, have you had breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> I, I told him this and he said, you know what? I normally don't eat breakfast, but I'm going to eat it today. <laughs> you, I love it. You believe that. Oh my gosh. That's perfect. <laughs> Just like I'm having a superstar on your dream. How great. To yeah, you know? totally. In, in, in their dream world, you can't do better than that. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Okay. So we're about to go to a quick break. Yeah, we And are. thank you, Chelsea. And when Thank we come you. back, we're going to take more of your dreams. So call in 816-251-3555. And in the meantime, um, take a look at this little webpage of mine about this event that I have tonight, kellysullivanwalden.com forward slash shift. If you're interested in unveiling more of the wild woman or wild man that you are with regards to your dreaming. So we'll see you in just a few moments. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. with the second half of the Ask Dr. Dream show. Welcome everybody. This is where we uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are and we're taking your dreams. This is this is kind of what I started this show to do by the way, and I yeah. ended up just kind of interviewing interesting people and guests and and I and I love it. I love the guests that come on the show, but it's my favorite when we get to just do dreams like this. So, so um, wait a minute. Can you tell us about this shift network thing you're doing? Because that does connect with dreams. And I want people to know thoroughly what it's about, what we're doing, okay. what's going on. Kevin. Okay. So first of all, the phone number to call in, if you want to reach us on unity is 816-251-3555. Um, my shift event shift, my shifty event. It's I'm it's so for anybody who's not heard of the shift network, they're amazing. They are, they do all kinds of mind, body, spirit programs. And, and I'm, I just joined their faculty. I'm the new kid on the block at the shift network. Really excited to be. Um, if you go to my website, Kelly forward slash shift, you'll find all the info there about this event that starts tonight. Actually tonight is a free live event. It's free. Um, no free, charge. No charge. <laughs> there's, and I do, they, the way they've been promoting this is there's this dream practice that I offer people. It's, it's in the way of a guided meditation. If you, so if you go on, if you go to, and you sign up for this, you get access to the whole thing for free. Then you can keep this dream meditation. It's different than anything I've put out there before. The intent behind it, I'll just tell you what's behind the scenes, behind the scenes, behind the scenes is my, my core joy about dream work is not just having this intellectual activity. It's what we then do with the remembered dreams that can give us aliveness in our bodies, in our lives that can help to kind of uncork the wildness of our, of our soul. And I don't mean wild as in let's run amok and let's create a bunch of pirate chaos, like in Chelsea's dream, not that, but the wildness with a capital W that is wonderful. That relates to who we were when we were kids, when we, when we used to sing, like no one was listening and dance, like no one was watching and love, like we could never be hurt. Like just that complete raw wild self. I believe our dreams are helping us to uncover that and unearth that. And this particular dream practice that I share that will be tonight at 530 Pacific time um, on the shift network. If you go on and listen to it live, then they'll give you the link so that you can keep it from then on. I believe you get it from then on um, for at least for a while. And then there are, we're also offering a ton of free bonus gifts and all kinds of things. And I'll share in the course about the, the bigger thing that launches in January, it's a, it just takes a deeper dive, but the course that we're offering tonight for free, I think is full of some rich content to help your dreaming and your, your waking self become more of the wild, wonderful version of yourself that you were born to be. How's that Nancy? That's pretty darn good. It's totally Kelly Sullivan, slash forward slash dream, not dreams shift. 
S-H-I-F-T. It's really important that you know it's shift. Shift happens. (laughs) And by the way, there's a bunch of videos on that page. We kind of put all these videos of um, like a bunch of extra stuff about about dream interpretation, Mm. about how to take flight through your dreams, about how to finish a dream, about how to get back into a dream. As Chelsea said, she intended to get to pick up a dream where it left off. So yeah. I, I have a video that's about that. So there's a ton of stuff on this website, the kellysullivanwalden.com forward slash shift. So check that out. Nancy, I hope you, you'll join me there too. I have a gig tonight. Oh, I would normally be there, but. I, oh my I God. Have... Well, Hey, you got to do that. I'll figure out how to get you a, you know, yeah. whatever. If anybody else needs there. help with that, email me. <laughs> oh my All goodness. Right. So okay, Denise so let's is waiting ta- for us. Is that yes, right? let's talk to Denise and then we will go to Ayana and then whoever else wants to go next. All right, Denise. Woo, you're up. Hey. 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 Can't have a show can without Denise. Me? We can hear you. Okay, good. Um, I'm multitasking here. Okay. Right. Um. Mine is short and sweet because mine is more images this time. Um, I dreamt that I was um, on, Ooh, she's on driving. a plane. Driving. On a plane. Okay. You know, on a plane. <laughs> no. I'm not. Yeah, I'm driving without the seatbelt on. So that's why you hear that. Okay. Okay. Safety first. Okay. I was on a plane and um, there, there was turbulence. And I... Um, I am, I fear turbulence. I don't even get on planes. I have a phobia. Now I do. Mm. I never did. But I have phobia about turbulence. Mm. I I can get on a plane all day long and and go from here to South Africa. But I can't do it. It's just turbulence. So somehow or another, I got up about four years ago and decided that I'm afraid of turbulence. So I don't get on planes. But on the dream, in the dream, I was um, on a plane. And there was a little bit of turbulence. And believe it or not, I had absolutely, positively no fear. I looked out the window and thought, oh, my God, it's some turbulence. We're going to be, in my mind, everybody, nobody else was on the plane besides me. The dream didn't let me see anybody anyway. But anyway, my attitude was, oh, God, it's just turbulence. And I thought to myself when I woke up, I'm supposed to fear this turbulence. And in the dream, it was like, who's afraid of turbulence? That was weird because I am terrified. The two things I'm afraid of is a mouse and turbulence. Those are two things that will send me into another dimension. And I was on that plane like, oh, God, it's just a little turbulence. And it only lasted for a second, but it don't matter with me. When there's turbulence, I get, I freak out. I was asked one time, this is how bad I hate turbulence. I got to say it real quick. I got off the plane one time and, um, I mean, when I was on the plane, there was turbulence, and I was crying and acting like a uh, like a small child. So they made the airline stewardess sit with me for the rest of the flight. The rest of the flight might have been like 20 minutes. And she was telling me about her boyfriend and whatnot, and I think she was just trying to distract me, which did work. So 20 minutes later, when I got off the plane, I ran into her inside the airport, and um, she said, I want to let you know that what happened was somebody behind you in some seats behind you was watching you and they they just kind of thought you were acting really weird and she said let me tell you it was a pilot dressed in street clothes 
and he has a duty to to make it to make I guess the plane aware that I'm acting a certain way. And I, all I was doing was just kind of slipping down in the seat, covering my face, things like that. But she said that it was it was a pilot on the plane. So wow. that is how bad it is. That was the last time I got on a plane because I thought that's just disrespectful to get on a plane and take up the airline suit at this time. But I didn't ask for her to come to me. She came to me, but I did want her sitting next to me. She gave me a level of comfort. Okay, that's the end of the dream. Well, that's, oh, that's my story how how much I hate turbulence. That I have oh to have people to sit down with me. Yeah. But oh, my in, God. In the dream, I, think... I, um, I didn't have any. Um, I wasn't afraid. That's unbelievable. Mm. Amazing. Mm. Okay, Nancy T, go for it. I can feel you, and I'm. We, I think you and I are on the same plane <laughs> of reality on this one. So, hit it. Hit it we Nancy. sure are. Wow. So it's interesting that I mean, I'm glad that you gave us the the background of how you feel about turbulence because you know there's nothing worse than you know telling a dream and then we don't even get it. So, but what was really cool is on this plane there's turbulence, and you say you look outside and you go, huh. Well, you know, just like you do in all your dreams, you're just so chill and so relaxed and so calm. And then you wake up and and you know this, I had no fear and you wake up and you say, wait a minute, I'm supposed to fear this. But I thought that was so interesting. If it were my dream and I woke up and I realized I wasn't afraid of something and then I'm, but my conscious self is telling me, no, you're supposed to be, I would say, uh oh. I think my subconscious is on to something. I think it's trying to tell me that I don't, that I think I'm supposed to, but actually no, because look how, look how calm I can be. Look how nothing, all it is, is it's like saying there's an ant that just walked across the floor. You recognized it just the same as that. So if it were my dream, I would be really excited that maybe my fear has been subsided and my subconscious helped me in that area. I will copy okay. and paste okay. that all over town. <laughs> Yay to that. Um, and I love the notion of Jeremy Taylor said, our dreams never reveal what we already know. So I think this, mm-hmm. and our dreams, I believe, are always trying to move us toward our health, healing, and wholeness. So it's yeah. it will show us the drama that we like that where our fear is that place of vulnerability, but it will give us something yeah. else that we like a new frame. So mm-hmm. I love that this dream is very practical in that way. I mean, you could take years of therapy to work on this, but in one night you got, you got this new mm. frame. And also I'm just thinking about Walter Berry, who I love, who I've had on the show um, lots of times we need to have back on one of these days soon, but he talks about how in his dreams, he's a badass. Like he's not afraid of nothing, but in waking life, it's like, wait a minute, these things really do scare me. But because he gets the rehearsal in his dreams of being able to deal with these very scary things and he handles it with such ease, it starts to translate into his waking life every time. I get the chills as I say this. So I think there's this, you're giving us a perfect example of that, Denise. So I think not only is this dream helping you to get over your fear of flight and to know that it's safer up there, it's, it'll be just a little bit of turbulence, but there's also something metaphoric about flight. Flight is about, in many ways, taking off, about our dreams, about yeah. the vulnerability of not just being confined to the earth, but to be able to expand our horizons and open our hearts. Yeah. 
And so I would say, if this were my dream, my dream is showing me that whatever it is I want to do aspirationally that I've been a little reticent about, or maybe a lot reticent about, I can let that go. I, so what might you do with this dream? What's your takeaway? What's your action? What is that thing that represents flight to you right now that you now will feel more confident stepping into? Um, I don't know. Um, I'm putting you on the spot, Denise, and you don't have to say now unless you want to. <laughs> you know um, me. I mean, there's so many different things that I'm looking at that I don't think I'm doing. I don't think I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing at times. Mm. So, and I just think, oh, maybe I don't need to. Oh, let it go. So maybe I do need to re-examine the things that I'm thinking and think that I can. I mean, you know, just just start thinking about things that I want to do more so. Uh, you don't need to do that right now or, oh, forget it or somebody else younger should be doing that. So maybe I need to re-examine, maybe I need to re-examine that. Yeah, well, Nancy, go. I, well, I was, what I was going to say is that one of the things you said, you don't like the lack of control. And I always think of anybody that I've ever known that has had a fear of flying, it always had came down to, they like yes. to control things. They like to be in the driver's seat. They like to be in charge and know where things Gypsy. are. And that makes them feel at peace. And so maybe if this were my dream, I would think, Ooh. wait a minute. Maybe I don't always have to be in control. There can be other things. Someone else can be driving and I can be fine. And I feel exactly. like just re- where is there a yeah. moment where you can go, there's something I've been really micromanaging. Maybe I can loosen the noose there. I, I wonder yeah. if there's something like that. Yes. Yeah, so I've always nice. heard two people who have fear of flying are people who have control issues. Yeah. I've, I've yeah. always heard that. I don't know how true it is, but I've always heard that as well. Me too. I don't yeah, know I about think this that... control issues. I'm afraid that plane is going to go down when there's turbulence. I know that sounds so ridiculous, but that's what the no. Is. I think that's no, literally what everybody fears when they I think when everybody they're does. Yeah, every time they feel it, they think, "Oh, oh, that's it. We're done. That's we're going it. down. It could we're be. in the mountains." It could be <laughs> it, because it could be. I mean, we're all. It's I not irrational. Fig- I figure we're all going to go at some point. I'm going to go at some point. And if it happens to be because I'm flying off to some exciting place, then then that's a cool way to die, as opposed to like getting a paper cut and getting infected. And that's how I die. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it eats your whole finger off and it goes from there. <laughs> no one wants that. But I think there's something, there's something that I think relates here. And this is for all of us. This is why this is a dream worth like taking another moment for, because the, the control, the fear of flying um, about the, the, like you brought up Nancy, the fear of being um, out of control and gypsy, by the way, P.S. was a complete control freak. She always had to drive and she hated flying. And yet she was a gypsy. She she flew flew. anyway. And her secret was you just have a little drink. <laughs> I was just thinking, was her secret Bartender. Wine? Was it wine? By yeah. any <laughs> a little wine, a little wine helped save the day, but she would just calm her nerves. I think she would take a half a Valium and hopefully not mix that with alcohol. I'm not judging. I'm not going there, but it didn't stop her from traveling because wow. that's, so I think yeah. there's something about us taking flight me. If it's my dream, taking flight with my 
the greater reason I was born, but feeling like, oh, but I can't be in control of all the details if I step out of my comfort zone. But I think Mm -hmm. when it comes down to it, the shortcut for all of us is we just have to up, we just have to level up our, our connection to God, our connection to faith. It's like plugging in that invisible umbilical cord really with all the fears that we could possibly have pandemic related, holiday related, whatever, they all point to one thing. It's like, how deeply connected are we with, with our, our source, whatever you call that, whether you're an atheist or not, we're all connected to something bigger than ourselves. And the more we feel at peace in that connection, then the more I think we can step Mm -hmm. out and lift off and take flight and feel like a little turbulence is fine because I've got like the universe has my back. I'm okay. Yes. Yes. That's the way I felt. I had absolutely no fear at all. Oh my God, a little turbulence. I looked out the window. The sun was out on the plane. Oh God, beautiful day. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm supposed to be afraid. Yeah. Yeah. And what if it's like that? Like, what if we copied and pasted that same awareness onto everything that we're afraid of? All the things that we're like, I can't deal with that. I can't handle that. What if we can, what if it's just like one of my dear friends said that during a time that she was like, she was telling her therapist, I can't, I can't go through this. I can't make it through. And her therapist like, well, this is what it looks like to be making it through. You just, you are, you're doing, you're in the process of doing it. Yeah. You're You're exactly doing you yeah, bounce around and you're like, yeah. okay, I do this little, this is um, in the book that I just wrote, my little memoir that hasn't gone out yet, but I have this little prayer that I made up when I was young. And I do this on pray- on planes all the time. And I do it whenever I'm scared. Can I share it with you, Denise? Yeah. I'll say yes for I her because I know she's uh, wanting okay. to say yes. <laughs> okay. It's very, it's very little, but this is like my quick, fast prayer on the run when I can't, when I don't have the wherewithal to do anything more fancy or sophisticated, I just do this. I imagine putting the light up, down, side to side. I spin it around. I'm safe inside. So I say that to you and I hear there's sounds going on in the background. So we'll curtsy on that, Denise, and happy holidays. We'll see you in the new year. We're going to have a couple of replays in the next few weeks, but we won't be live. But I can't wait to have you with us um, when we start 2022. So, okay, then, so, you're thank not, you, so, we, so you're not coming you back to 2022? 2022, yes, correct. So we'll start the second week in January will be the first new show of the new year. And I can't wait to bring like just track all of your dreams send them to me via facebook or email and save them up for us in january can't wait to but okay. you can listen to the show some of the other shows you'll yeah i will hear and you'll hear yourself. I will. okay honey <laughs> all right thank you happy holidays you. happy Christmas. holidays yeah happy happy holidays happy holidays okay awana from tucson arizona did i say your name right hi how are you ayana Yes, Ayana. Ayana. Okay. Ayana. Okay, Ayana. What are you dreaming about, honey? Um, Okay, so I've been writing down my dreams for many years uh, since I was basically a teenager. Uh, So I was kind of toiling through which one to put on for the show today. But um, so I picked one that I thought was really interesting. And yeah, I'm excited for you to see what you think. Great. Um, Okay. So 
I dreamt that an ancient artifact was found in a lake and pulled ashore by a fishing line. It looked like a skull that had been carved into a leather shield, and it had a long sword that protruded out of it. Not long after it was pulled ashore, it started on fire, but just around the face, around the skull on the shield. People kept it in a pit and realized that it was an evil entity, as the skull would sometimes morph into a face, and it had eyes that would follow you as you walked back and forth or walked around the pit. And soon after they created that pit, things started to happen. Black cats started to just go crazy, and they would jump on you and try to scratch your carotid in your neck to try and kill you, and they would attack your face. And it had happened to me when I was sitting in a room. And the cat was able to scale the walls as if it was possessed. So... Continuing on, people tried to extinguish the flame in the pit from that morphed skull face by trying to kill the face. And it would go out for a few minutes, but eventually the flame would come back. And people came from all over the world to feed this entity all the bad things they wanted to do in this life, and it would make the flame grow stronger. And eventually me and someone else started to burn what was left of some items that were pulled up with that evil entity, and we threw it in the fire to try and extinguish it. Or we tried dropping uh, it somewhere where it couldn't be found at the bottom of the lake or the ocean. But before we were able to try and pick up that pit and get rid of it, a few miles away, something really bad happened, and it made the fire in the skull explode, and it ended up catching all of the surrounding trees on fire in the neighborhood, and there was no containing the fire after that. And that was the end of my dream. <laughs> oh, Whoa. my Lord. Ayana. I, or Ayana? <laughs> Ayana. 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 Oh, my Lord. Okay, so here's what I want. This is the first thing that comes to me with this. Um, I'm, I love shadow dreams because I feel like they're so powerful and they teach us so much. And this is kind of a quintessential, this is like, this is an epic shadow dream. And I really, really appreciate you sharing this. Um, I, I believe that, um, in my experience, whenever I try to like, whenever I try to get rid of a shadow, it just grows bigger what we resist persists. And even in the Greek myths, there's the, you cut the head off of the beast and then two more grow back. So it's like on some level, there's just no way of getting rid of that evil thing unless you do some alchemy, unless you shine some light on it, unless you transform it from within. And I've tried, if I, if I could have done it any other way in my experience, um, I would have, but I've found the ways to be able to interact with that energy and transform it. So if you were lucid suddenly back in this dream, Ayana, Ayana, mm -hmm. and you had all the power of the universe on your side, and you knew that it was your job in going back into this dream to finish it in such a way that gave you power, truly, ultimately, um, what might you do? And that might be hard to come up with. Some people are hard to it's hard to do that on the spot, but if you have an inkling about that, I'd like to start there. What would, what if I had all the power to, you know, extinguish that yes. flame? If you right now were back in the dream and you, and, and you knew that your goal was to bring this dream to a place where you had the power, 
and the power um, was for I good, think- obviously, what would you do? <clears throat> what would have to happen? Uh, well, I would definitely try to extinguish, you know, the surrounding fire that had been started because I guess maybe for me in that dream, the metaphor, it was such an evil um, entity and the fire not being able to be contained, it was going to spread to the rest of the world. And so, you know, I would try to contain that to save other people. And I would still try to finish what the goal of my dream was at the end to carry that that pit that had that skull more space in it and try to drop it at the bottom of a lake or out of the ocean to where it could never be found or dragged up again. So the world would not have to go through that again. Right. Um, so if it were my dream, it feels like mm-hmm. that, that approach is, is more of what you've already done, more of what my, the, the Ayana in my dream has already done. What I might do if it were mine, if you're open to that is, yeah, I'm. I might ask. Just this is what I've learned from the Sinoi, from um, the Highlands of Malaysia. Their perspective is that the the scary characters, the negative characters, even the evil characters. If you ask them what good they have for you or how they're trying to help you, then that's one way that you can start to transform them. So I might say, like for example, I mean, mm. I've had very quote unquote evil characters coming after me, and when I've approached them with this question, I'm always surprised that there's some kind of a blessing that, that I get maybe not instantly, but ultimately. So for example, I might ask like, what, what is the, how are you trying to help me? How is this fire that I'm trying to extinguish? How is this actually part of my own life force that maybe is blind? Maybe I, I, because if everybody and everything in the dream, this is, this might be hard to hear, but I'm taking this on for myself. If everything and everyone in the dream is an aspect of self, then there's this part of myself, this unextinguishable flame that I've deemed evil and bad, but it won't go out. In fact, the more I try to put it out, the more it just keeps spreading. It's like talking Tina in the twilight zone. (laughs) It's like, it just doesn't die. (laughs) So I need to find out, is this flame if it was, if it was channeled in another way, if it was used, if it was transformed, just like they say, mm. the anti-venom that you create through venom of a snake, it, it's actually positive. It's the medicine. Oh my God, we're at the end of the show. I can't believe it. So if you want to check in with us on Facebook, um, we can continue yeah. this or send me an email. And until we meet again, happy holidays, everybody. Transform those Thank scary things so into creatures of light. And we'll see you next year. Sweet. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.